Now I have the honor to introduce someone to you, very, very special. Um, when we took on the pastorate, I started looking at the calendar and seeing Mother's Day, and, and instantly I felt the prick of the Holy Spirit say, have Pastor Patty minister Mother's Day. So I asked her, and it looked like it was going to happen, and then it looked like it couldn't happen, and I was really bummed, and I just never felt checked to find someone else, and then it was going to happen, and then I was like, yay, and then it looked like it was, I was like, oh, and I just believed it's going to happen, and sure enough, it happened. So you guys are in for a treat. I'm, I've been excited to hear this message for since I started, honestly, so um, without further ado, Pastor Patty, would you bless us with, and take your liberty. Well, good morning. Are you glad to be up and about today? <laughs> yeah, I am. So as Pastor Steve was saying, um, originally I said, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not that excited because <laughs> this is always one of those <laughs> moments for me. Um, so I said, yeah, I'll pray about it. The right answer, correct? And um, then our daughter Lindsay called and invited us to the Bay Area for Mother's Day weekend. And so I shared with Pastor Steve, oh, it looks like that's not going to work. And then our daughter Lindsay called <laughs> and said, hey, mom, she's engaged. Uh, Luke's mom is coming. That's her fiance is coming from Michigan. So we'd like to come up to your place for the weekend. So then I thought, OK, great, great. And so I really prayed about it. Wow. Um, Am I supposed to tell Pastor Steve that? <laughs> uh, I did, I, I'm serious, right? Yeah. And sure enough, the Lord told me that, you know, it's an honor, and thank you for the privilege. Um, and it's all about honoring Jesus, right? So that's my hope today. Amen? So as um, it was shared, my name's Patty, and I'm married to Pastor Jay. And we're going to celebrate our 45th wedding anniversary, June 1st. Yeah. Amen. Yahoo. Um, we have two children, two grown children. Our son, Brandon, lives in San Diego. And our daughter, Lindsay, lives in the Bay Area. Um, second service, actually, she and her fiancé and his mother will be joining us. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we're, just, we're just blessed. And, I mean... If we could pinch ourselves, we had such a wonderful day yesterday just listening to stories our kids were talking about around the table. We're like, is this for real? Oh, God, thank you. <laughs> Come on, mamas. We love that, right? Right? Well, um, I'm just going to share a few things just to see if there's any mamas in the house. Okay? So we're going to have fun with this, and then we'll pray, and we'll get into the word. But we're going to see if you can figure this out in your head, but I'm going to help you along. You know you're a mom when popsicles become a food staple. <laughs> so you know you're a mom when you count the sprinkles on the cupcakes to make sure they're equal. <laughs> hey, you know you're a mom when you hope ketchup is a vegetable. It's the only thing your child will eat, right? Dipping everything in ketchup. So you know you're a mom when your favorite television show it's a cartoon, <laughs> and it's not frozen. <laughs> I've heard from so many moms, oh, if I have to watch that one more time. You know you're a mom when you hide in the bathroom to be alone. <laughs> Come on. And that never quits, right? You know you're a mom when you stop criticizing the way your own mother raised you. Come on. 
You know you're a mom when spit is your number one cleaning agent. <laughs> How many of you ever had a mom? Oh, my goodness. You know you're a mom when you've been yearning for your child to take a nap. And then when they finally do, all you can do is go in and stare at them and want to touch them and love on them. They're just so cute, right? And you know you're a mom when you have hundreds and perhaps even more pictures on your phone of your baby doing nothing. <laughs> nothing but looking cute and lovable. Amen? Okay, so this, this is for all of us, not necessarily just moms in the house. Here's a few ways that our mothers taught us about things. So, you ready? Our mothers taught us about religion. You had better pray that that comes out of the carpet. <laughs> our mothers taught us about reason. Because I said so, that's why. How many of you ever heard that? Come on. This one cracks me up. Logic. Our mothers taught us about logic. If you fall out of that swing and break your neck, then you're not coming to the store with me. <laughs> right? Irony. If you keep crying, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hypocrisy. This is what our mothers taught us about hypocrisy. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times, stop exaggerating. <laughs> uh, how about humor? When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know. I get a vision in my mind. <laughs> Some of the things that moms say are just crazy. Okay, this one is really funny. Well, they're all funny. Contortionism. Will you look at that dirt on the back of your neck? <laughs> Come on. Could you just see it? <laughs> okay. Anticipation. Just wait until I get home. Uh, this is what our mothers taught us about foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear <laughs> in case you're in an accident. <laughs> I have heard that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the last one, this is what our mother taught us about justice. One day, you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to say I had such a fun time just journeying through and, and thinking about all the ways that we experience our mothers speaking into our lives and we as mothers all the ways that we get to speak into the lives of our kids right amen well join me in prayer and we're going to get into the word for a little bit father we are grateful for this day and lord I thank you for every person here Lord, we all have belly buttons, and that makes us children. So we thank you, Lord, that first and foremost, we recognize that we are your children first, Lord, that you have um, thought of us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you that we can take this day and honor you in the midst of it. I ask, Lord, as we consider your word, as we consider what you desire to deposit in our hearts, Holy Spirit, would you teach us? Would you just let it find a resting place? Bring comfort and joy in the house. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to share a little bit about the history of Mother's Day. How many of you know how it all got started? Well, here's just a little bit of information. So it was in um, the early 19th century before the Civil War that a lady named Anna Reeves Jarvis started Mother's Day work clubs. And it was to teach local women how to care for kids. How many of you know <laughs> that this is something we have to learn? <laughs> you do not have this gifting to care for kids just because you're a woman. However, you do have instincts, right? And then we can learn things. So good for Anna Reeves. I'm glad that she started these work clubs. Well, later on, this was uh, right after the Civil War in 1868. Anna formed a, a, another club called a Mother's Friendship Day. Now, I like the sound of that. Doesn't that sound good? Mother's Friendship Day? Like, ladies, mamas, we need friends. We need other mothers that we can connect with and find support and encouragement. But the purpose of that was to bring unity because there was a lot of division after the war. And then the official Mother's Day came about in the 1900s when Anne's, excuse me, it was Anne Reeves Jarvis. She had a child named Anna, okay? So it was after her mother did all these great things to form these clubs that Anna Jarvis, the daughter, wanted to honor her mother for all the sacrificial things that she saw her mother do. And Anna herself didn't have children, but she wanted to honor her mother. So she did all the things you do to try to get this before the, the President of the United States. And sure enough, in 1914, Woodrow Wilson signed um, the proclamation declaring Mother's Day as a national holiday on the second Sunday in May, right? So there's a little history to it. <laughs> and in my little search, I thought, I wonder what it takes to get a, a national day, you know, on the calendar. I mean, like, there's Grandparents' Day, there's you know, administrative, secretary administrative day, there's Father's Day, Mother's Day. You would like a kid's day, I know, right? Right? Anyway, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my point. Every day is the right day to honor your parents. There is a particular day that the nation recognizes together, and that's a good thing. But I want to encourage all of us today, we're going to consider what this word honor means to us as children and then what it means as mothers. Amen? So the title of my message is Live in the Fifth. Now, I didn't say drink in the fifth. <laughs> now, there are times when mamas were like, oh. <laughs> I just, just kidding. Okay. Live in the fifth. And what I mean by that is the fifth commandment with a promise. Amen? The importance of God's word. Friends, we have got to give the word of the Lord first place in our lives as we consider our life before the Lord, but how we as mothers, and I'm going to speak to us as mothers, how we can teach our children what that means to honor their father and mother. We have a specific role to play. 
The scripture is found in Exodus 20, 12, and it says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, this was a promise that was given to Moses to give to the Israelites. And um, it's woven throughout the word. We see it repeated time and time again in the New Testament. It's reflected upon in some of the things that Jesus speaks of, some of the things that the Apostle Paul speaks of, that Peter speaks of, to honor your father and mother. So I would venture to say it's pretty important. Amen? Deuteronomy 5.16 says the same thing again. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord God has commanded you. There's a little extra in this one. That your days may be long and that it may be well with you. How many of you want it to be well with you? Come on. Yeah. That it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And then the next one, Deuteronomy 11.18. We'll see if we have this up here. Friends, this is like, I love this. We've got to really grab hold of this. Place these words on your hearts. And is this the message translation, Beth? Yes. Okay, so place these words on your hearts. Get them deep inside you. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. You get a visual? <laughs> I love it. Is there more to that? Okay. Well, let me, let me read it from here. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mind. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Oh, it goes on, verse 19. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. Friends, isn't that just a beautiful reminder? But can you understand the importance of it? We're supposed to teach it, talk about it. Um, when we're lying down, when we're getting up, write them on the doorposts of our home. How many of you have scripture verses in your home? We do it here in the house of the Lord. Yeah. So when our children are walking around, they're going to read that. And it's just going to be one more opportunity to get it in their heart of what the word of the Lord speaks to them. And here's what I've noticed. This passage of scripture said, so that as long as the sky remains above the earth. Uh, you seen the sky up above the earth, right? <laughs> so this is not like passing away. I mean, this is a word that's for all of us. So the fifth commandment with a promise. We can take down the Ten Commandments from our schools which it has been done, in our public buildings, which it has been done. But it won't remove the truth of God's word. God's word is true. And even if you don't see the world grabbing hold of it, friends, as believers in Christ, as those seeking to know Christ, this is a message for all of us. So parents, you do good to teach the fifth. And children, we, we do good to live it out. So remember I said you got a belly button? You're a child. So you got to live the fifth. you got to honor the Lord in all things. The next passage of scripture, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. So here we see this repeated again in the New Testament. 
and a reminder to all of us, we are all children. The thing I see about this passage of scripture is when it says the obey your parents, it's, it's really directed towards children, age-wise, all right? Honor your parents is required for life. It is regardless of our age. Children, when they're little ones, they don't understand what honor means because mamas, you just meet their needs. You love them, right? You grace them. You just, you're there for them. And they know that love. They know the father's heart of love from a mama. So we're going to consider what honoring our mom looks like, and it's going to apply to anyone filling the role, all right? I'm not specifically just speaking to birth mothers, but to all mamas, all those who have the heart of God for a child, however that is unveiled. You may be a foster mom. You may be a, an adoptive mom. You may be a stand-in mom. Whatever that looks like, mamas, we have an important role. As women, I, I'm just reminded as I was reading the word that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have a divine design that God has created us to be. And we have a part of God's um, nature in that, you know what we get to do? Bring forth life. Wow, think about it. Jesus brought forth our new life in Christ when he gave his life. And for the time that we have on earth, ladies, he has entrusted to us the gift of bringing forth life into this world. And, you know, I realize that both male and female have an important role to play. But ladies, the honor that we have is huge. And God gives us that honor. So how we nurture that and how we take care of that, we bring honor to God. One of the things that came to my heart as I was studying the word is the nature of God. Do you know that Father God has a, a heart to nurture? And I don't see anywhere in scripture that he says, that it says that God is male or female. God is, all right? Oftentimes, he's referred to as he, but also, I'm just going to read a passage, and this is in um, the New Testament. In Luke, beginning in, where am I here? Chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus is talking, and he laments over Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. You see, Father God is not containable in what we understand as male or female, but his nature, he is a nurturer, and we refer to him as Father God. We refer to Jesus as the Son of God. And you look at the beautiful plan that God has made when he speaks about family. That is God's intent. We have been given particular roles and positions this side of heaven. And when we fulfill those roles, God's purpose goes forth. So we have a wonderful opportunity, ladies, to honor the Lord in how he has created us. 
Another thing that mothers need to know, you are influencers. Wow. Your little ones, they are always watching mama. And then when they get to a certain age, they begin to watch daddy. You know, and then they get to a certain age and they don't think they need mama or daddy. <laughs> but it comes back around. It was like, wow, I love my mom and I love my dad. It's a beautiful picture of God's heart. The word for all of us is we need to learn to honor our mothers. And when we do, we honor God. And that is the ultimate point, that God be honored and God be glorified. Amen? I'm going to talk about the word honor. It's two perspectives here. So we honor for accomplishment. That's man's way. It's not a bad way, but we do it all the time. We honor our graduating students. We give the Medal of Honor for military decoration, for gallantry and bravery. We honor by giving ribbons and trophies and plaques, right? But the thing about that honor is when it's given, it's based on the giver if they feel the receiver has earned it. Right? And, I mean, it's, everybody likes to be honored for something because, you know, I mean, thank you. Yeah, I did do a good job cleaning the dishes. <laughs> right? But the, the point, again, is that that type of honoring is based on the person giving the honor or the group, you know, that there's a certain expectation has been met. The other type of honor is God's way. The way that we honor God is by obeying authority. Ooh, there's something that's going on in our, in our world right now that is messing with God's plan bigger than ever before. This is a quote by Martin Luther. Out of the authority of parents, all other authority is derived and developed. The principle of honoring lays the foundation for our attitude of authority figures. If our children aren't taught the importance of honoring, they're not going to understand any authority in their lives. So mamas... We have a huge responsibility because we are pouring into their, our kids so that when they get older, they're going to be productive people in our society. They're going to be contributors. They're going to be able to live a life that is uh, full and in every way honoring to God. So it starts in the home. Would you agree with that? Amen. As parents, that authority has been given to us, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the, way he is, in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. <laughs> I've had this little thought. <laughs> oh, Lord, I hope he gets old soon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love our kids, but how many of us have had that journey? It's like this, this is a tough space in, in our kids' life. And... Um, yeah, God is faithful, though. Amen. Well, I think that the honor that God commands is about our attitude toward a position of one in authority. It's a little different than the honor that man wants to give. See, this is required of all of us personally. We need to understand God's authority in our life, and it starts when we're a child. There's a almost an overwhelming 
um, pressing in of the world into the lives of kids nowadays, the message they receive in the world is, hey, it's whatever you want. You know, there's a lack of respect for those in authority. We see it rising up younger and younger and younger as children are rebelling, um, disobeying parents in the home. It, it's a huge responsibility that we as mothers, because oftentimes we're the ones in the home when, when the fathers are out working. So our influence, again, I come back to that, we have a huge influence into the lives of our children. So we are to teach them and bring them up to understand that when, when we ask them to do something, and come on, mamas, I've, I've done this myself, like, okay, this is the 10th time. I'll try one more time. You know, or you hear, if, I'll give you three tries, right? What would happen if they learned to do it the first time? And we don't, you know, ask our kids to do something that's going to be harmful to them. It's all for their good, for their betterment. So what would that look like? In our homes, and I'm speaking to young mamas, if they were taught at an early age to understand and obey, good thing. So another thing about honor is we're to honor our mothers for one reason, because of their unique role and position. Now, I'll tell you what, when our children learn to honor us because of our position, they're on a healthy path to give God his rightful position. We have a huge responsibility. And this is not based on our accomplishments. I don't know about you, but that is a freeing statement to me. When I was a young mother, oh my goodness, I didn't have Jesus in my life when our son was born. I read every book I could get my hands on, and my thought was, super mom, that's what I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be all for my son. When my daughter was born, I kind of had that same attitude, but I'd learned a few things with a very active little boy. The point is, friends, and women in general, is we make every effort to try to be our all in all for our kids. And God has never asked us to do that. And when I say our all in all, we, I mean, we go to every extreme that they're in ballet and they're in little league and they're in playing football and they're going to this and they're in kickboxing and you know, I mean, through their whole life. And we are exhausted. You know what our kids just might need? Sit down with them. Read them a story. Let's go play. Without engaging in so many extracurricular activities that we're exhausted. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. We get to make those choices. And I think we can get caught up in the world's perspective. Like... We're trying to, you know, compare ourselves with the Joneses and how they're raising their kids. Just be true to your heart. Love your kids and be all that God is asking you to be. And there are going to be some happy kids. I'd had a sense of guilt. That's what came on me because I would compare myself to what all the other mothers were doing. Uh, Jay was working full time in the fire service. Sometimes he'd be called away for weeks at a time. So I was mom and dad, and doing everything in the home front. You can ask Jay when he got home. I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? I love my kids, but that wasn't his doing. That was my doing. I didn't manage well that season in, in the young lives of my kids. 
Um, thank God for his redeeming work. You know, I mean, it didn't warp him. You know, I'm thankful for that, right? <laughs> so the meaning of honor, we're going to consider that word. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is kabod, and its literal meaning is heavy. And it applies that we're to give great weight or seriousness to the position that our mother holds. And in the New Testament, you add to that high value. All right? So the message is we weigh down our mothers with esteem and respect. You weigh them. I mean, you just overwhelm them that you're my mom. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful for you. To esteem means to build up, to edify, to bring words of life and encouragement. We get to do that. And I'm talking to all of us now as the child with the belly button, right? You know, but as mothers, that's a huge honor. When your children show you respect and esteem you for your position, not for anything you do or don't do, because you're mama, right? The Lord will nurture and care for you in ways that are above and beyond your wildest imaginations. I want to speak to those in the room today that maybe you didn't have a mom that would live up to the world's idea of the best mom award. And I know many, many women, I know many, many men that did not have a mother figure in their lives to nurture, to love on them in a way that God has purposed. I want to encourage you, the heart of Father God, he is a nurturer. So run to Abba Father and let him fill those places of voids and let him bring you to a place of being able to forgive and let go. Hear me, let go of the hurts of the past and God will bring healing. God is a God of reconciliation. God is a God who is able to heal your heart, your brokenness, your woundedness. He is more than able. And friends, there's many, many other people to love on you and to nurture those places that maybe had been a void in your life. Amen? So we all have that sweet opportunity, a very sweet opportunity to receive from Jesus, Father God. Amen? So the last portion I want to talk about is the way we honor mothers. So as a child... Honor looks like obedience, <laughs> because I said so, <laughs> right? They don't have to understand it. We just have to teach them that. But you couple that with a little bit of hug and some loves and some kisses and some fun time for children. And as a teenager, honor looks like obedience with a little touch of appreciation, <laughs> a little. Um, teens just, you know, they're finding themselves, they're discovering who they are, and they're stretching their boundaries, and they're, they're trying to I, have their own identity separate from mom and dad. But that doesn't negate the point that God says, honor your father and your mother. So we will always have the position of mom and dad, but we need to allow our children to um, discover in a healthy way who God has called them to be. And then as adults, and so I think I'm speaking to most people in the room, we honor our mothers by listening. Man, I can attest to that. 
one of the sweetest things that I experience from my children is when they want to hear what I have to say and they want me to hear what they have to say. So listening is a two-way thing. It's a give and receive. And as adults, we need to listen to our parents, even though we're adults. You can receive their counsel, and then you weigh it, and then you make a decision. But that doesn't mean that you can't receive from them. We need to share our life with them, include them in the ups and downs of our life. There's nothing I so enjoy more as a mom when my adult children call and just share what's going on in their lives for no other reason. They don't need money. They don't need, you know, their insurance paid, anything like that. It's just, yeah, hey, mom, how's it going? Fine, you know, what's going on in your life? And they begin to share just the little details, everyday details, no big deal. Wow, that's very honoring to a mother. So as an adult, we need to be able to share, have them share our lives with us. And friends, you share your life with your mom. Include your mom in the ups and downs of your life. One of the other ways we can honor our mother is share childhood memories. So how many of you are spending the day with your mom today? Anybody? A few of us? Okay. I want to encourage you. Bring up some good childhood memories in the conversation and just see what that does to your mother. Watch her reaction. Watch and see how that moves her. Friends, your life, our life as children, mothers want to be so connected to that so we can involve our mothers by sharing childhood memories. And how about a phone call? You're here today and you're not able to spend time with your mom. My mom's passed on, so I don't get that privilege I can share memories with my kids when we're having lunch today. I remember when, those moments. That's honoring, and it helps build us up too. So share those memories. Make the phone call. Have some one-on-one -on -one time, special time. And it doesn't have to be just today. Like today is the only day in the whole year that you can love on your mom. No, any day, friends. That's how we honor God is by honoring our mom and giving consideration. So as older adults, <laughs> there's a few of us in here, we can honor our mothers by caring for their needs. Many of us are in a position where our aging mothers are in need of added care. Spend time with them. We have a nursing home ministry here through New Life and matter of fact, this afternoon, I believe there's an opportunity um, that Lila is going to the nursing home. And she goes and just loves on our elderly saints and seniors in any way she can. And it is so heartbreaking when you go into a nursing home, and I've done it many times, and had a conversation with somebody, and they'll talk about their children, and they'll talk about their children. And it's like, well, are they coming to see you today? No, no, they don't come to see me. They live too far away. Or, no, they're busy. Lots of reasons. But the way we honor our parents and remember them, take the added time. Take the extra time. I'm going to read a, 
a passage, or not a passage, but a little story from Grimm's fairy tale. I think it's called Grimm's because this is a grim tale, <laughs> but go with me on it. I'll start it out first with a passage from 1 Timothy 5.8. If anyone does not provide for their relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. God's word gives us clear instruction we're to care for family. Now, what that looks like for all of us may be different. Don't be thinking of what people aren't doing for us. Be thinking of what you need to be doing. Amen? Once, there was a little old man, and his eyes blinked and his hands trembled when he ate, and he clattered the silverware in sort of an annoying way. He missed his mouth with the spoon as often as not, and dribbled a bit of food on the tablecloth. Now he lived with his married son, having nowhere else to live, and his son's wife didn't like the arrangement. I can't have this, she said. It interferes with my right to happiness. So she and her husband took the old man gently, but firmly by the arm, and led him to the corner of the kitchen. And there they set him on a stool and gave him food in an earthenware bowl. From then on, he always ate in the corner, blinking at the table with wistful eyes. One day, his hands trembled rather more than usual, and the earthenware bowl fell and broke. If you are a pig, said the daughter-in-law, you must eat in a trough. And so, they made him a little wooden trough, and he got his meals in that. And these people had a four-year-old son, whom they were very fond of. And one evening, the young man noticed his boy playing with some bits of wood and asked what he was doing. I'm making a trough, he said, smiling up for approval, to feed you and Mama when I get big. Hmm. Uh, so the man and his wife, they looked at each other for a while, and they didn't say anything. Then they cried a little bit. Then they went to the corner, and they took the old man by his arm and led him back to the table. And they sat him in a comfortable chair, and they gave him his food on a plate. And from then on, nobody ever scolded him again. I'm going to close with this thought. Our kids are watching us. We're to care for our parents right? You get that out of the story. I mean, it, it, it is a fairy tale, but however, it may not be. <laughs> this, this is something that we as children of God need to recognize that we have a great opportunity, friends, today of all days to honor our mothers, but let it carry on to every day. Amen? Can we do that? And I pray that today would just be an amazing day of remembering our mamas. So I'm going to ask, would you stand with me? And I'm going to pray. Um, Pastor Steve and Jenny will be at the back door when you leave with beautiful flowers for our mothers. And I want to say thank you because I know a number of people in the room and I know your circumstance. I know the dynamics of your upbringing and you're here. Number one, to honor God. Number two, to know that God is able to heal those broken places in our lives from a childhood 
that was very, very broken. And here we are as adults, and God's not finished with us yet. Amen. Would you bow your heads? And I just want to give an invitation. If, if you're here today and you would say, that's me. I have some of those broken places that I need Father God to nurture. I need Father God to bring healing and restoration to help me recover my, my understanding of how to honor a mother whom I feel did not mother me. But yet God, knowing who he is, has not made mistakes. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand? You know, I'm not going to ask you to come forward or anything. But Lord God, I pray for all these in the room with their hands lifted. Lord, you are a God who is able to right every relationship. I pray, Lord, for healing to the hearts that have been so wounded from missing components of the nurturing of God. Lord, would you pour into them a fresh renewal today that they would be reminded of your amazing love and grace for them. Father, saturate their lives with other women that would be able to bring that heart of Father God to them. And Lord, in your perfect timing, I ask, Lord, do what only you can do. May they know that as they honor your word, Lord, that you will give the promise of long life and that it would go well with them. Thank you, Father. And I ask, Lord, for all of the mamas in the room, Lord. Maybe their, their kids are out of the home, and, Lord, those expectations and hopes haven't quite yet been met. The desire of the mother's heart to be honored by their children, Lord, it's, it's aching. And I pray healing, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you remind them, God, you don't make mistakes. You have begun a good work in their children, and you will be faithful to complete it. Thank you, Lord. Stir all of our hearts like never before that we would anchor on your word, Lord, knowing that when we are in obedience to your word, it'll go forth and it's going to accomplish what you have purposed. Bless each person here. If they have opportunity to be with their mothers, may their time just be sweet and overflowing with the grace of God. If they don't have that opportunity, Lord, help them make that phone call. Just give of their time, whatever that would look like. Again, Father, we thank you. We bless you. I bless each mother here today. Be their strength and their portion. All the mamas yet to be, be their strength and their hope, Lord. And I ask this in Jesus' name.